This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Brina Garen, and you're listening to Hex Positive. Welcome, witches. This is episode 27 of Hex Positive. I'm your host, Brina Garen, and damn, it's good to be back. As you all know, I took a little break in January and February just to, you know, let myself breathe a little and get my life back together, and I feel so much better. It was actually pretty fortuitous that I decided to take the time off when I did, because my husband and I both ended up catching Omicron in mid-January, which was exactly how I wanted to start my year. (sighs) We're fine. We're recovered. Everybody's okay. Thankfully, we had our jabs well ahead of time, and we were very careful, so we didn't share our germs with anyone else. But it still sucked. I'm pleased to report that this episode is coming to you from a brand new workstation. My old laptop was a basic model that I got before I knew I was going to get into podcasting, and it started giving up the mechanical ghost right around the beginning of the year. I do want to thank everyone who responded to my social media posts by signal boosting or sending in shop orders or dropping a little something in my tip jar. Friends, I was absolutely overwhelmed, positively blown away by all your love and appreciation. Seriously, it meant the world to see that support coming in, and it meant that I was able to replace my computer a full month and a half faster than I expected, and afford something that's making podcasting and publishing way, way easier. It also means that we're coming back from hiatus on time. So I'm going to be putting Chancery the Black, a.k.a. Type A McTypeface Machine, to good use, bringing you lots of fun witchy content in the coming months. Speaking of shop orders, for those who haven't heard, my WordPress shop now has an official name. It is now the Willow Wings Witch Shop. The merch hasn't really changed. It's still kits and powders and stickers and buttons, plus copies of all my books that you can buy without giving your money to Amazon. Wahaha. I'm hoping to build a proper website for it at some point, but that's another project for another day right now. I'm also going to have a table at the Spring Equinox Market at Diversity Richmond on Sunday, March 13th from 1 to 6 p.m., I'll have books and witch kits and all kinds of goodies with me, just like last year. So if you're in the area, make sure you stop by and say hi. 
And as always, you can check out my WordPress, brainicarin.wordpress.com, for podcast show notes, articles, announcements, and a full schedule of upcoming market events. It's going to be very busy over there this year. Whew, more announcements than usual this time. But then again, it's been a while, hasn't it? Good news is I'm back, I'm healthy, I've got a working computer, and the schedule should go back to normal, knock on wood. Also, I know I don't usually announce episodes ahead of time since I tend to change my mind about topics on the fly. However, I know a lot of folks have been waiting for this one for a long time. And my podcast senpai, Trey Dorn, went ahead and tackled the Christmas dilemma on BS Free Witchcraft back in December. And we had a deal. An informal deal, but a deal in my mind nonetheless. So, next month, it's happening. The long-awaited Easter rant is coming. Oh yeah. You're going to hear me get real salty about the Venerable Bede and Ostara and the relationship between Passover and Christian liturgical timing, and it's going to be epic. So you've got that to look forward to next month. But for now, we're talking about something a little less ragey, although it does cause its share of frustration. Every so often, we find ourselves in a slump. How apropos. It can happen for all kinds of reasons or no discernible reason at all. Just life feels difficult. You have no energy, no motivation, everything is boring, and you feel like you should be doing something, but it's just not happening. And this happens in our witchy lives as well as our mundane ones. I mean, they're intertwined, so it makes sense. One is not separate from the other, and they're subject to the same stresses and problems. So what's a witch to do when motivation is meh and inspiration is a no-go? Let's get into it. This idea of a witchy slump is a common one. I ran into a similar problem five or six years into my own practice, and I've gotten similar messages from other witches at around the same general period in their own journeys. I think the fifth year slump might be a thing, but really it can happen absolutely anytime. I've been getting a lot of messages about it lately, so I'm thinking it might be a seasonal thing as well. If nothing else, I'm sure things like depression and seasonal affective disorder can play a role in feeling weary and unmotivated. Makes sense. We all get to a point where we feel like we've stalled somehow. We've learned the basics, we've run out of Witchcraft 101 books to read, we're looking for that next step and not finding it. We haven't had a reason to cast a spell in a while, it could be any number of things, really. It starts to feel like you're stuck in the mud, or like you're walking in circles. Like you keep looking around for the next leg of the path, but the view never changes. And it's very frustrating. Makes a witch want to hang up their boots. For those of us with mentors, or a local witchy community to offer some guidance, 
it can be a little easier. There are extra resources and knowledgeable people to turn to, and that can help buoy things along a little bit until the slump passes. For solitary practitioners, even with an online support system, we can be left feeling like, well, now what? I think some of the frequency and commonality of this experience can be put down to the ever-increasing number of solitary witches in the community. Circumstances being what they are, quite a few of us are practicing on our own these days. Gatherings are fewer and farther between, online communities can stall for any number of reasons, and sometimes it's difficult to find like-minded people especially if you're just starting out or if your interests are sort of more niche, shall we say, than generally focused. And even if you do find that community, sometimes the communication feels a bit one-sided if you're on, say, TikTok's witchy tags as opposed to something like a Discord server. Without a direct sense of connection and people to interact with, it's easy to find ourselves in a sort of self-made echo chamber, with only our own ideas for company. Fine for some, but frustrating for the witch who's hungry for more information or has questions that need answering. On that note, I do want to pause and say that pausing can be a good thing. It doesn't always have to be forward momentum, go, go, go. Sometimes it's good to stop and take stock of your practice, review what you already know, and kind of explore the space where you are before you continue on. There is no rush with witchcraft education. You're not on a course deadline. There's no final coming up. You can really take things completely at your own pace. And if that means marinating for a few months or years, that's okay. Heck, I've done it myself. If you find a comfy spot in your practice and you want to remain there for a bit, go for it. Just remember to review and update your perceptions as new information comes along. It's also entirely possible that sometimes we need to pause for a while, before we can begin that next phase of our journey. When we rush from one point to the next and the next and the next, it's easy to lose the lessons that we're supposed to learn along the way. We get too focused on achieving a goal and forget to learn from the process. Modern Druidic traditions talk about this a little bit with the concept of the Awen, the sacred flow of inspiration. Part of this is a sense of spiritual connection and sacredness that comes from the act of doing or creating a thing over time, rather than a focus on the end result of what one is doing. This is a massive oversimplification of the concept, but that is part of it. Like any tradition, this is of course not universal, but it certainly seems like a good idea to incorporate at least the concept of long-term work and study as 
an important part of your practice and not just looking ahead toward achieving goals and mile markers, as it were. It's not always about, you know, knocking off the achievements. It's also about actually playing the game. So make sure that you're taking time to learn from the process of what you're doing, as well as from repetition and practice. Very few things are going to come out perfect the first time you try them. So trying and failing and trying again are necessary steps for improvement. This is true of just about any learned skill you could name, and witchcraft is certainly no exception. One of my favorite quotes to recall in reference to this comes from good old Bob Ross, that famous painter of oil landscapes who we recognize as a forefather of ASMR. Talent is a pursued interest. Anything that you're willing to practice, you can get good at. You do need to spend time practicing your craft to get good at it. We don't call it practicing witchcraft for nothing. So if you feel like you can't find your next step, it might be that what you need is to stay where you are and practice what you've already learned until the next lesson presents itself. But if you find yourself kind of going around in circles and you feel like your batteries are in the red and your motivation has gone and faffed off to Bermuda for the summer, there are things you can do to help bring yourself back. We'll be back with more Hex Positive after this brief sponsored break. This episode is brought to you by Portland Button Works. Do you like buttons? Of course you do. Have you ever had a great idea for one, but just been like, darn it, if only I had the resources and equipment? Well, fret no more. Portland Buttonworks is just what you need. Portland Buttonworks creates custom pinback buttons in four different sizes, plus magnets, hand mirrors, and bottle openers. Download their templates and create your own designs, or use their Design-O-Matic for quick formatting. You can order just a few custom items for yourself or as gifts, or order in bulk for merch, table sales, or your own shop. And they are quick! The turnaround time for properly formatted submissions is one to three business days for most orders under 1,000 pieces. That is lightning fast! I've been getting buttons from Portland Button Works for years, and their quality is always top of the line. Ever wonder where the hex positive buttons came from? Well, now you know. And once you're done making your buttons, make sure you visit the PBW Witch Shop for a thoughtfully curated selection of witchcraft, magic, and occult-related zines. They've got books, buttons, tarot cards, and more. The collection has a refreshing emphasis on magic that relates to traditional and folkloric witchcraft, chaos magic, secular witchcraft, magical plants and herbs, queer witchcraft, politics and social justice witchcraft, and other non-Wiccan magic. There's a good chance they have exactly what you're looking for. Visit the main Buttonworks at portlandbuttonworks.com and check out the Witch Shop and Zine Distro at pbwwitchshop.com. Help support small business and get your buttons from Portland Buttonworks. Fighting fascism one button at a time since 2012. And now, back to the show. The first thing I always recommend in these situations is self-care. Check in with your body, check in with your brain, see what's going on. Is there some issue you're not addressing? Are you hungry? 
thirsty? Tired? Are you sleeping enough? Do you need a shower? Are you in pain? Are you fighting the brain fog? Are you feeling overwhelmed by some circumstance outside yourself? What's going on around you? Is life busier than usual? Is work more stressful? Is home life maybe less than harmonious? Has your schedule been out of whack? Has something changed recently that's thrown off your groove? Is there something that's upsetting you that you're not sure how to resolve? I often find that running down that checklist will reveal something that needs fixing, whether it's a quick fix like grabbing a sandwich or a hot bath, or just acknowledging that, wow, geez, I'm under more stress than usual. It's important to remember in these situations that constant equilibrium is basically impossible, and that it is okay to not be okay. I mean, look at everything we've had to live through in the past five years. Friends and neighbors, we are not okay. <laughs> we're doing the best that we can, but sometimes we're just not okay. And it's important to acknowledge that and to process what we're feeling, even if that means being sad or upset or angry for a while, just to kind of clear that emotional clog. Give yourself permission to feel your feelings. Just don't get lost in them. Make sure you're dealing with them appropriately in ways that don't cause harm to others or to yourself. And if you feel like you need help or you're starting to spiral, please, 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 for the love of all things sacred, talk to someone about it. Sometimes that self-check-in is also a good reminder to slow down and be patient with yourself. Maybe take an evening off and do comfy things. Have a proper meal. Hydrate. Maybe put your immediate environment in order a little bit if you can. The act of organizing even a tiny space can work wonders for decluttering your brain. Plus, then you have the happy brain chemicals from that little feeling of accomplishment. You don't have to go and deep clean an entire room. Maybe just put some laundry in the hamper, or put some dishes away, or clean up that smudge on the mirror that's been driving you crazy every time you look at it. Once you've done that, you can kind of eliminate some factors for that slumpy feeling. And also, you've done the work of looking after yourself and your surroundings, which is always important. Then you can start addressing the stuff that's more directly related to magic and witchcraft. We have to remember that magic takes energy. And if your energy reserves are shot because you're tired or stressed or not feeling well, of course you might feel like doing a spell seems like an awfully tall order. One trick I employ here is combining the mundane with the magical. There are plenty of posts and articles floating around about incorporating little charms and spells into your daily activities, and there's a very good reason for that. It works. It's much easier to weave in some witchcraft with the stuff you're already doing than to always view it as something you have to make extra time for outside of your routine. For instance, I've talked before about setting one layer of my household wards when I lock my front door. Sure, this is something I had to take time and energy to cast initially, 
but now that it's in place, it's something I can do every day without really thinking about it. Same thing with washing my face or putting on my makeup. Most of my toiletries and cosmetics have some kind of cleansing or protection or confidence charm cast on them. They're very simple, nothing that took too much time, and now that spell activates whenever the item is used. Glamoured facial moisturizer? Enchanted eyeliner? You bet your sweet bippy! And that's not even taking into account what you can do with food or jewelry or your favorite sweater. The possibilities are pretty much endless. Now, this is not to say that every little thing we do has to be magic. It's just to say that lots of things we're already doing can be magic, if we want them to. So examine your daily routine. Maybe try and see where you can add in easy little low-effort spells, like stirring a blessing into your morning tea. You're going to be doing things anyway. Might as well get creative. Witchcraft can be a daily activity. It doesn't need to be saved for a special occasion. All this being said, sometimes we're running on empty. Sometimes it's a cold morning and the inspo motor just won't turn over for love or money. What do you do then? What I've found to be helpful is getting back to my roots. By this, I don't necessarily mean starting over, but instead going back to the things that made me want to be a witch in the first place. The things that made me turn my face to the autumn wind and wonder if I could fly. So if Winnie needs to get that broom back, so to speak, here's a short list of suggestions to help you work through your slump. Try something new. If your current line of study isn't doing anything for you, branch out. Curious about the history of magical practices? Always wanted to try divination? Go for it. There are lots of places like Sacred Texts and Project Gutenberg and Global Grey eBooks where you can read classical texts on magic and witchcraft for free. They, of course, require a grain of salt and some critical thinking, but they are there. See if something new grabs your interest. Nothing revitalizes a practice like having something new to explore. Play in the dirt. For witches whose practice revolves around plants, getting into the garden and working the soil can make a world of difference. Go out and pull weeds for a bit, or plant something new, or just sit and soak up the sun with your plants. Pick up a potted plant or some kitchen herbs that are easy to grow. Tend them and harvest them. Or just tie up some fresh herbs from the produce section and hang them up to dry. Seeing little bundles of herbs and flowers hanging about always makes me feel better. And if you're not a green witch, go to the places that speak to you. If you deal more with water, try and visit a local lake or river or the ocean. Tailor this experience to what sings to your soul. Do a craft. Sometimes working with our hands can re-energize our minds. Test drive a craft you've been meaning to try or pick up an old one you haven't done in a while. Make something, anything at all, sculpture, painting, drawing, embroidery, knitting, crocheting, weaving, knot work, jewelry making, wood carving, you name it. Make a witch's ladder or a wreath for your door. 
Find a paint-your-own-pottery place and make a mug or an offering bowl. Anything you want. It doesn't have to be perfect or Instagram-worthy. It just has to be fun and meaningful to you. Get out of the house, if you can. Stir things up with a little fresh air and a mini road trip. Go visit a local park. Take a stroll through the woods. Visit a sacred site. Is there a particular spot with an easy travel distance that makes you feel witchy and powerful? Go pay it a visit and see how you feel. If nothing else, try to open your windows and air the place out, weather permitting. Sometimes when the air and the energy in your home gets stale, it can make you feel tired or unmotivated or play into that seasonal affective disorder. Proper ventilation isn't just for fire safety, kids. Open up those blinds, crack a window, and let yourself and your home breathe. Attend a gathering. If time and energy and safety allow, see if there's a pagan or at least pagan-friendly festival in your area. The largest concentration of gatherings usually happens in spring and fall, so these might be the best times to go looking. It doesn't have to be a full-on rite or anything elaborate. It doesn't even have to be pagan, per se. It can be something as simple as a witch-friendly local street fair. Or, since gatherings can still be problematic right now for safety and distance reasons, you can look into virtual events. There are more and more of them happening these days. And there are Discord servers, like the one hosted by the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network, where you can chat with other witches, ask questions, and maybe make some new friends. Sometimes just interacting with other practitioners, even on a momentary basis, can give us a helpful and refreshing boost. Nerdandtie.com slash Discord for invite. Curl up with an old favorite. This one is going to sound silly to some folks, but I swear to you, this is probably the most effective method on the list, at least for me. If you've hit a slump and nothing else is helping, pull out the books and movies and music that make you feel witchy. Doesn't matter what month it is, it's always a good time for the worst witch or Halloween town or practical magic or the craft. If you love it, watch it again. Don't be ashamed, I love them too. Reread that book that made you want to cackle over a cauldron. Discworld, the Abhorsen series, the Enchanted Forest Chronicles, the Black Jewels books, do it. Put on a playlist with a witchy feel while you're running errands or cleaning or chilling on the computer. Anything that floats your broomstick. There are plenty of them to be found on Spotify. Whether it was hearing Seven Wonders at just the right time, or a poignant remark from Granny Weatherwax that really hit home, or that one episode of American Horror Story Coven, these things affected you in a profound way for a reason. Revisit them. Say hello. Don't be surprised if the magic is still there, because it's still in you, too, even if you don't always feel like it. And, of course, the eternal reminder, be patient with yourself. Motivation rises and falls, and life gets in the way more often than we'd like. You're still a witch even when you need to take a break, 
even if you go weeks or months or years without casting a spell. Even learning counts as practicing the craft. So if that's all you can do, then do that. Allow yourself to rest and remember that the journey you're on is long enough to last a lifetime. Don't be too eager to reach the end. So, that does it for this month's episode. A nice little return from hiatus, I think. The Witch Ways minisodes will be resuming later this month as well, so make sure you look for that in your feeds. Remember to check out the other awesome shows on the Nerd and Tie podcast network, which has my eternal love and gratitude for giving us a home, and drop a five-star rating on Apple Podcast if you're enjoying this one. Visit the Willow Wings Witch Shop, I'm loving that name, if you'd like to pick up any of my books and join us on that Nerd and Tie Discord server for a good chat. Until next time, I'm your host, Brina Garen, reminding you to stay safe, keep wearing your mask, and remember, it ain't over till it's over. Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. For all the latest updates, follow at hex underscore podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me at at Brina Garen on Twitter and Instagram. For more information on my books, you can check out my WordPress and my Amazon author page. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember, always practice safe hacks. <laughs>